Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I'm your host, Monica Yates, a period and women's life coach, where I help women to harness the power of their period and connect back to their true superpowers. In these episodes, we will be talking about all things periods, vaginas, hormones, women's health, sex, confidence, food, femininity, and all the stuff that goes through our heads. You will walk away from each episode with new nuggets and truth bombs, as I don't seem to have a filter and I love talking about all the shit that people are too afraid to say, but everyone is thinking. Friends. Oh, I'm feeling all the femme vibes today. I am treating myself, I'm going to say like a queen. Like I'm not obviously going full-blown queen. I'm keeping that for my Europe trip in the middle of the year. But um, it is hot as fuck in Sydney. It's actually not even that hot. It's like high 20s, low 30s. But I, we're going to talk about a few different things in this podcast. I'm kind of just going to see what's going to come. I've written down a few little things I want to talk about that I know I want to talk about that's been popping up a lot in my client sessions and just like been popping up a lot in general, I think with the full moon right now. Um, but what was I going to say? Um, I really fucking hate the heat. I've tried for so long to be a summer girl. You know, yeah, summer's fun. The only time summer is fun is when you are not trying to work in the heat. When you're lying by a pool in your bikini and you've got hot guys serving you cocktails or like vegetable, like vegetables. Let's be real. Monica doesn't want cocktails. She definitely wants vegetables. <laughs> um, that's when it's fun. When you're at like a nice resort or like by the beach in Fiji. What's not fun is when you're trying to do client sessions and you can just feel like droplets of sweat dripping down your spine and you are sliding off your chair because of the sweat that is just sitting under your bum. And I was having quite an overwhelming week just in terms of like all the work I'm trying to do, um, you know, some personal life stress stuff. Um, I've got my surgery next Thursday and that's just, that's been really the thing actually, because it's really just thrown my body off a bit. Cause like I've been waking up bloated every morning, which is super random because like I'll go to bed, not bloated. Like I rarely get bloated. And then I'll, um, Oh, <sighs> yawn. Okay. I'll barely get bloated. And then yeah, I wake, I'm waking up bloated, super random. Um, anyway, there's a bit of an energetic shift going on because I've got my surgery on Thursday and I know that my body knows that it's coming and it's scared because my knee has been so sore lately and it hasn't been this sore in ages. Yeah, it's like the point where I'm like, you know, I'm, I've left the house to go for a walk and I will legit walk five minutes and your knee's like, my knee's like, nope, you're going home, Monica. And it will just give me so much pain that I can't walk. And I'm like, what the fuck? This has not happened in like months. Anyway, so um, I was actually... Um, like running around doing some errands the other day. And it was my one day that I only had a client in the morning and that, that Arvo at like 5 p.m. So I had about um, a five-hour block that I had nothing, that I – no clients. So it meant that I could do my uni work because um, I'm still finishing my bachelor um, at uni. So I needed to do uni work, right? And then I was trying to – I had to run around do some errands. Um, and I thought, I thought the errands were going to take me like half an hour. Well, it was two hours later and they still weren't done. I was on the verge of a meltdown. I legit phoned my mum and I was like, I am about to have a fucking meltdown. It was so hot and it was like 25 degrees, but it was humid as shit in Sydney. I was so hot. 
I was just so frustrated. I wanted to get my uni work done. Things weren't going as I wanted them to go. And of course, this is total divine plan, right? But of course, at the time, you don't know it's divine plan. At the time, you think the world is out to get you, that everything's shit and that your life's going to crumble into pieces. But that's obviously not what's going to fucking happen. Anyway, so at the time, I was getting so frustrated. I literally like was trying to find this office building in the city and I literally just like stopped this man on the side of the road he was also very attractive um but like I wasn't stopping him because he was attractive I was stopping him because I'm about to have a mental breakdown I was like do you know where building number 77 is and he was like oh my god no sorry and I was like sorry anyway I found it we got there in the end and then basically I ended up just being like fuck this and I went and sat in a hotel lobby and I love sitting in hotel lobbies when I need aircon one and two some really high vibes and calming vibes where I can be productive and I got a ton of work done no uni work but I got through all my emails and my client work um so I was able to go home then and do a bit of uni work and anyway I was sitting there in the hotel lobby and I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to book myself a hotel room so I don't have to deal with the weather. I looked up the weather and it was going to be 30 degrees again over the weekend. And I was like, I have a uni assignment to do. I've got a bucket load of work to do before Thursday because I'm trying to jam everything in before Thursday and then I kind of lose. I'll probably lose about, you know, a good four days to a week, I'd say, because my brain just goes fried after anesthetic. Um, not to mention all the painkillers and shit. Um, so, and that my leg's getting chopped open. So that could be, you know, a little bit exhausting on my body. Um, anyway, you know, I was like, fuck this. I'm going to book myself a hotel room. So I did. I legit am sitting right now at the Hyatt in my room and I'm like loving it because there's air, I, there's so much air con that I have a fucking jumper on. And I'm like, thank the Lord because I cannot deal with any more heat. I just, I am such a winter baby. I really... Well, anyway, I was telling you guys at the beginning, I'm just, I just don't love summer when I'm trying to get things done. I get very frustrated. And I would also say this is partly because, and I'd be interested to know if this is the same for any other fire signs, but I've got um, like three of my houses are Sagittarius and then I'm rising moon and rising sun is Sagger. And then my zodiac sign is also Sag. Um, anyway, and so I've got a lot of Sagittarius in my, um, in my, what's it called? Astrology chart, not to mention like Gemini, Aries, Leo, um, Scorpio. So just quite passionate, like more on the fiery edge of life things. Obviously like Scorpio isn't a fire element, but like Leo is a fire element and I got two houses in Leo anyway. And so I think also because I've got so much fire in me naturally, whenever I get overheated, I just want to die in a ball and cry. Like I honestly, I get so frustrated and it was really occurring to me the other day because my friend was asking me about, um, you know, being feminine and fiery at the same time, which I'll talk about a little bit today because it really, I was talking to her and it was just all just flowing. And I was like, Oh my God, I need to make this fucking known. This is totally, this is the juicy shit. Anyway. So I think part of being, um, you know, quite fiery and stuff, just naturally the whole heat thing really doesn't help. And another reason why I just love winter because I feel like my body's more at ease um so that's also interesting and then like since I've been back in Sydney I've just felt a lot heavier and stuff and I was having a session with my kinesiologist yesterday and she did some Reiki and um anyway and I was telling her how I've been waking up bloated and how fucking random it is and um I'm like I've tried all the things I know how to get rid of bloat like I know how to get rid of bloat I'm fucking do this shit for a living um but nothing's working and that's why I was like it's definitely an energetic thing so I was kind of just leaving it I was like yeah whatever it'll go after the surgery it just my subconscious can't stop thinking about it um anyway and uh and then she told me which I didn't realize that some people's energies works better on the um 
uh, in the northern hemisphere than the southern hemisphere and vice versa um, just because of the way the um, – the way that I'm going to say the way the world spins. And then I was like, no, Monica, you are not going to say that. That is so fucking dumb because we only have one world and the top part of it and the bottom part of it does not spin in different directions. What I mean to say is I think, you know how in America, the, like the water, when you flush the toilet, it spins a different direction. That's what I mean. So whatever that is, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not very good with geography or like anything like that. Anyway, so that was just an interesting little, like little, you know, Crispy chicken nugget for you all. Um, anyway, but what I wanted to – okay, so let's just jump on the fiery stuff. So I'm quite fiery as a feminine, but a lot of people think that being really quite fiery um, in your personality and that I'm also a type 8 Enneagram, which is, like, really quite challenging. Uh, not challenging for me, but challenging for other people. I tend to be seen as a bit bitchy. Um, and that's just because other people base my type as bitchy when actually I'm just not being a doormat. That's kind of – don't confuse, I was saying this to my client yesterday, do not confuse bitchy with doormat. No, sorry. Do not confuse bitchy with standing in your power and not being a doormat because people think that sometimes women are being bitchy when actually they're just speaking their mind and not letting people cross their boundaries. That's like, they're two really different things. It's much like it's like it's like I say to my clients and the girls in my mastermind and stuff. Don't confuse confidence with cockiness. They're not the same things. Although society makes us believe they are the same things, they're fucking not. Much like society makes us believe that standing in your power and having boundaries and saying no to somebody is bitchy when it's actually not fucking bitchy. Um, so society kind of makes us think like fire is quite masculine and like out of control. No. What fire is, if you look at a fire, right, if you, if you're like not a bushfire, but like a controlled fire in like a sexy lobby on the mountain. Oh yes. With snow. Oh my God. Yeah. Feeling it. Um, if you look at the, the fireplace with the fire, obviously, right. It's actually warm. It warms other people up. It's, you know, it's blazing and stuff, but it's also controlled at the same time. There's so many different colors of it. One At one point, it's a little bit, you know, quieter. And then five minutes later, it can be raging. And But it's always contained and it's never like noisy, if you notice. You hear a few like snaps and crackles and pops and whatever. Snap, crackle, pop, you know, like the rice bubbles. Um, but it's never actually noisy. Like it's never causing, when you're in a fireplace, destruction. Of course, when a fire is let loose, it can cause destruction, much like a fiery personality. In terms of if you actually don't know how to use the power of your fire and you are let loose, you do have a tendency to get angry and you could possibly punch somebody in the face. You know, I've definitely been tempted to do that multiple times, but I don't because I can control it. So when you look at bushfires in terms of metaphorically, that is because someone's pissed them off enough, maybe like climate change, where they want to go out of control to try and get someone's attention. But if you're looking at a beautiful fire in the fireplace of a sexy lobby up the top of a ski mountain, yes, please. Um, you know, you're looking at it and it's actually so delicate. Like it's not sharp. If you look at all the curves of it and stuff, it's really delicate. It's really passionate. It's got just zest, right? Like it's just got this excitement and this energy about it, which is very similar to people that are fiery. And, you know, women, people think that when people think of the feminine, they often think wounded feminine. That's what they often think. You got to be like, oh, you got to be soft and, and pathetic and quiet and all like, oh, yeah, that's so beautiful. No, 
No, no, no, no. That's a wounded feminine idea. And a lot of people think that. I want you guys to start thinking about the feminine as the fiery feminine. Like, um, sorry, not the fiery feminine, the fierce feminine and a wild woman. Because the bottom line is women are often afraid that if they're their true, authentic, wild selves, no one's going to be able to hold them and they're not going to be able to hold themselves. And I was doing this yesterday in my mastermind group where I was asking the girls in a really deep emotional meditation, when you strip back all the layers, when you get into a deep meditation and you just ask the question of like, who are you? Like, who am I? You're actually not who you think you are. So your ego thinks that your body, that that you're, you know, oh, you're a period coach. You're, you know, you've got a good bum. Um, you're a size C in your boobs or whatever, whatever you're telling yourself, right? Or, um, you're a wife. No, no, no. That's actually not who you are. When you get to the crux, it's this soul level, pure energy thing, right? So where was I going with this? I can't remember. Whatever. So this is what happens when you go on tangents and just get downloads, start talking randomly. I just like lose my train of thought. Obviously, we don't do that anymore. But what I'm saying about the fiery stuff is that we think that the wounded feminine is that you have to be all X, Y, and Z. But actually, I'm going to go back and listen to this again because I need to know what I was saying. Okay, I know what I was saying. So women are often afraid that if they are, so as a woman, right, if you go through your classic cases, you look at your fucking cycle, you've got your follicular phase, you've got ovulation, you've got your luteal phase, and you've got your menstrual phase, right? And generally speaking, you're a little bit of a different woman in each different time of your cycle. If you haven't downloaded my Power Up Your Period ebook, I go through the different phases and how you're feeling and all that jazz and how to like harness their power. Um, But you kind of got different archetypes and I will do an episode of archetypes because I've been asked a few times. You've got, you are different versions of yourself in each of those phases. And one of the questions I asked the girls to mastermind yesterday when they had their eyes closed and when they were, we were doing some um, energy stuff was, and like meditation, uh, so we were actually just listening to our subconscious, what we were doing, um, is that I said to them, how would you dance or how would you move in your body if no one was watching? And I can tell you right fucking now that every single one of you that's, every single one of you that's watching, there is that part of you that just wants to do a strip dance or like a lap dance for your boyfriend or for whoever, for your husband, but you will never actually do it. But it's in you. You want to absolutely do the sexiest dance possible, but you don't have the confidence to do it, do you? Trigger, hashtag trigger. Okay. There right, that right there is a nugget for you because that is telling me and that is telling you, right, that there are all these parts inside of you that you're not allowing yourself to fully express because you're afraid that you're going to be judged or you're not going to be able to hold yourself or you're not going to be held in a safe space by the other person. Now, side note with judge, if you're going to be judged, it's actually because you're, you're judging yourself and you're too afraid that if you are judged and you take it on board, that you're not going to be able to hold yourself in that situation and you'll be a fucking ball of mess in the, the corner of your bedroom crying in a ball. And this is where women then shut themselves down and become this wounded feminine because it's quote unquote safer. No, you know what's safer for your soul and for living in alignment so you are truly lit up and happy and getting all the things in your life that you want and deserve? It's by being your authentic self. And being your authentic self for a woman means being the cuddly, you know, teddy bear one week and the wild woman the next that wants to just go out and dance with her girlfriends every night. That's being a fucking wild woman. And this is not like, oh, but I'm not a wild woman. It's like, no, 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 we all have this wild woman sort of part of us in there. We've got the cuddly side. We've got the nurturing side. We've got the motherly side. And then we've got the wild side. We've got the slut side. We've got all of these sides of us as a woman. And a truly masculine man can hold all of these sides of us. 
But we're not trusting men to do it, so it's squashing men. And we're not trusting ourselves to do it, so it's also squashing us. And let's not even get into the whole fucking feminist thing because, you know, if you look at workplaces these days and whatever, everyone's being so squashed because we are so fucking paranoid of offending somebody else or of being, you know, sued for sexual harassment or being told that we've sexually abused someone that everyone's sexuality is suppressed, everyone's sensuality is suppressed, everybody's voice is suppressed, and everyone's self-expression is so fucking suppressed because everyone is so scared to hurt somebody else's feelings or to not be good enough or to not be strong enough or that they're not going to be able to hold themselves when shit hits the fan. And the bottom line is it doesn't fucking matter what anybody else is telling you to do, what anybody else is showing. The bottom line is if you want to do something, if your soul is telling you to do something and you don't do it, you are telling yourself that you don't believe that you are yet ready to hold yourself when shit hits the fan. So if you want to invest in the course or you want to go and do, you know, a three-day experience or whatever, and you never book it, it's actually not because of money. It's because you are so worried that either nothing's going to change. And that's just because you believe that you're not worth putting the effort in. That's why you think nothing's going to change. So that's just a, you know, um, a limiting, limiting belief that you need to work on. You either believe that nothing's going to change or you believe that so much shit is going to come up that you're not going to know what to do with yourself and that everything is going to shit, that shit's going to hit the fan. But you don't realize this, that it's actually that you're scared that shit's going to, that shit's going to hit the fan. Yes. And when it does, you're not going to be able to hold yourself. That's what you're afraid of, that you're not going to be able to hold yourself. So we've all got this fiery side in us, right? Mine's just quite prominent as probably depicted by this recent episode. Um, We all have this fiery side in us where we've got all this passion, we've got all this creativity, we've got all this sexiness within us, right? We're so self-assured, we are so strong, we are so fun, but we're not letting ourselves live it out because of some dumbass limiting beliefs that we're going to be masculine or we're going to be too strong or we're going to emasculate him or we're going to, you know, push people away or we're going to be bitchy or we're going to be intimidating or we're going to, you know, say the wrong thing. Well, guess what? I'm pretty much labeled as majority of those things once or more in my life. I've been labeled as those things and I'm still fucking here. No one stop me. I'm still here because nothing's going to happen when somebody says something to you. Nothing's going to happen because you are in control of everything. You are in control of your own emotions, your own reactions, your own choices in life. So people can say whatever the fuck they want to say to you. The only time it becomes a problem is when you actually believe it and listen to it. So people can say to me all the time, Monica, you are such a bitch. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Because I don't believe it. Okay. In their eyes, I'm a bitch because in their eyes, they don't understand how somebody can say no to somebody. They don't understand how somebody can be not a people pleaser. Like I've never been a people pleaser. I never will be a people pleaser. So when somebody's really struggling with people pleasing, I have done a lot of um, reading and work and study around these areas that I um, am not naturally um, I haven't experienced before, right? Because a lot of women are people pleasers. In fact, it's more likely that you're a people pleaser than not if you're listening to this. Um, so I've done a lot of work about understanding this. So now I can, oh, it's 333. Um, I've done a lot of work about understanding this. So now I can help women through it. But for me, I'm just like, this is also my personality type, the Enneagram. I'm a type eight, which is a challenger. And when we are not fucking people pleasers. So when I, um, actually, if you guys want, 
me to talk more about Enneagrams, can you please tell me? Because I'll definitely talk more about Enneagrams. And I could get somebody on that I actually am kind of like Instagram friends with and we could do a little chat because they're both type eights. That'd be fun. Let me know if you want that. Um, so um, what was I going to say? So I'm like, how could anybody be a people pleaser? Like, hello, if you don't want to do something, fucking say no. Because the bottom line is if you say no and that person goes, oh my God, you are such a bitch. That's actually because it's their own fucking insecurity, not yours. It's their own insecurity that it's when you say no to them, it's proving their limiting belief of I'm not good enough or I'm not loved or nobody likes me. That's what it is. It's actually not you. It's actually triggering their limiting belief to come up again and they continue to believe that. And that's what the subconscious is telling them. 95% of our thoughts come from our subconscious. So everything basically that you think throughout your day, pretty much everything is from your subconscious. That's why if you don't re-fucking-wire that shit, you are going to keep living out the same destiny, the same path, the same patterns until you really put in the fucking work to actually rewire that part of your brain. So although society that says that fire is masculine, if you look at it and you understand that there is a really wild side to us women, you will get that the fi- that um, fire is not necessarily masculine at all. You know, more metals are masculine. You've got like iron and you've got, I was looking up the more masculine elements the other day, which I should definitely do a podcast on actually, that'd be fun. Um, but fire, it's like, that's that amazing, passionate, wild side of us. And we need to learn how to use that to our advantage. So if you are a fire sign, we need to also make sure that you're getting plenty of grounding. But if you're a fire sign like I am, for example, I can't hang around with people that are air. I absolutely can't hang around it because it will fucking make me go up in flames. Airy fairy people make my blood boil. I just, I cannot deal with them. Earthy people I can I love other fiery people and earthy and water is okay. Earthy people I can deal with because I find that it really grounds me. Um anyway, I don't know how I go on that tangent about fire and the feminine, but I wanted to quickly mention that and I can definitely do I'll definitely do another podcast about that sort of stuff. But there's a few things that have just been really coming up this week that I wanted to mention. Because one of the other things that was has been coming up in my client sessions is my clients are looking for answers. They're saying, like, I haven't found the answer yet. I'm like, what answer? And they have this obsession, right, where they're like, they get something and they're like, hey, now where do I go? Or or they're constantly looking for the answer or constantly looking for like, I've got to be here. And they're so obsessed with where they're not currently at and where they have to go. And I'm like, babe, you cannot be obsessed with where you are not already currently at. Because the bottom line is in the universe, in the quantum field, you're exactly where you need to be. You actually don't need to be anywhere else. In the quantum field, there is no past or, or future. There's only present. So right now where I am, aka it is so perfect that I am in this hotel room right now. I don't know the exact reason. Maybe it's, oh, you know what, what was one of the reasons was I thought that I was going to have like a midnight night tonight, like a Sunday night, and I would probably, you know, wouldn't get my assignment done until the very last minute tonight and hand it in. Well, guess what? I handed it in last night at like 9.30 p.m. And whether it was because I knew I had this book, so I wanted to be able to enjoy myself and do work and, and do high vibe work, you know, where I'm doing stuff for my clients and recording podcasts and planning my new programs and all that jazz, whether it was because I wanted to do that or whatever, like I did want to do that more than obviously uni assignments, but I was also, I 
was also very aware that like you are in control of your external environment. So because I couldn't control my internal environment, I can't control my surgery. I can't control how my legs feeling. I can't control that I get so fucking hot in hot environments and I can't control that frustrates me. But what I can control is to go stay somewhere that's going to be supportive to my current situation. So my current situation is a little bit of overwhelm. I've got a long to-do list. I've got quite a lot of work to do before Thursday. Okay, what's going to be supportive for me? I know what's going to be supportive. Staying in a nice hotel room, having a good night's sleep because I have aircon, having room service, being able to fucking walk around my room in a sexy ass robe, though having a really epic bath. Those are the things that are going to support me. And at the end of the day, I'm then going to have a more productive two days, right? And I'll probably make more money purely for the reason being that I'm in a higher vibration. And so therefore I'm in alignment. And when I'm in alignment, I'm truly speaking my truth and that my energy is so amazing to, to, um, to possible like new clients that they're like, I need that. And we are so connected and I'm able to deliver them the value and the transformation that they are buying. You are not buying some, like when you pay for coaching, you are not paying, you know, for someone to just listen to you. You are buying the transformation. That's what you are paying for. You are not paying for a per session nutrition consult. You are paying for the transformation. You are paying for the end result. So when I am in alignment, and this is so fucking important as a coach or even anyone in anyone's job, because the bottom line is, you can't do your job if you are not feeling great. That's that's literally the bottom line. It doesn't matter whether you're a coach or whether you work in a corporate job for as an accountant. You will not do your accounts as well. You will not be as productive at work. You will not be as good an employee or as good as a, you know, um, as good as a coworker or colleague or whatever the hell you want to call it if you don't look after yourself. So it's not just for coaches. It's also for everybody else. And with coaches though, when you are working with other people, it is critical. Like you don't have a choice. Okay. You need to always be in alignment in a high vibration, clear as fucking daylight, have no blocks, not be exhausted because your clients are paying you money for you to guide them in getting the results they want. So if you show up tired or hung over or not feeling good or, you know, um, frustrated, you are devaluing your services and and the transformation you can offer. So you are not helping yourself. You are not helping your future business and you sure as hell are not helping your clients. So if you are not able to control your internal environment, what can you do to control your external environment and do not make money as the excuse. I could have very easily said, well, you know, um, I've, you know, booking a trip to Europe. So I shouldn't spend, you know, couple hundred dollars on staying in the hotel for a night. And it's like, really, Monica, really? But it's okay for you to be grumpy at home and sweaty. No, absolutely not. This will not just raise my vibration for today. It will mean that tomorrow I'll be in a higher vibration and then Tuesday I will be and Wednesday. And it will mean that I will go into my surgery, less stress, less overwhelmed and in a higher vibrational state, which means my recovery is going to be better. And so can you see how some little acts that you can put throughout your day really can have a massive, massive flow on effect? So next time that your soul is like craving you to do something and your ego goes, no, money or no, because of X, Y, and Z, this is the challenge. Every time that you go into that scarcity mindset, whether it's scarcity of like, I don't have a relationship yet, or whether it's scarcity of like, 
Um, I don't have enough money. The challenge is to then go and dive into the thing that your ego doesn't want. So if you're if you're like, I want to go get a massage, and you're like, no, I shouldn't spend the $150 or whatever, then go and spend it. And the reason being is because as soon as you go and spend it, you've just broken that pattern in your ego and you've just gone, lol, thanks ego, but no thanks. And it's actually more critical that in those moments you spend, whether you give to a charity or whether you buy yourself a coffee or whether you buy yourself a massage, the bigger the purchase, the better. When you can spend in those moments, that's where the real transformation occurs because you're actually doing the thing that you want to do. So when you're like, oh, I don't have a relationship yet, it's like, okay, then go out on a date. Or, okay, then why don't you go to a bar tonight and you go up to a guy? Not because you need to go out with him, we need to go sleep with him, we need to go make out with him. It's purely as an experiment for you to see how your your energetic, your energy shifts in your body and how your ego responds because you just made your comfort zone bigger. So by me just staying in a hotel, which I've never done before really, staying in a hotel in my own city, I've stayed in a hotel before, but not in my own city, like for no real apparent reason besides I want aircon, that is a big shift for me. I have never done that before. So that's making my comfort zone bigger, right? But you know what it's also saying? That I'm fucking worth it and that I don't need some swanky ass holiday in order for me to stay in a nice hotel. It could be a Sunday night or a Sunday and Monday, but I can stay in a hotel purely because I want to shift my environment and I want to up-level my energy. And that's all you need. You don't need some big excuse. You don't need to look for some fucking massive answer where a unicorn is going to show up at your door. It literally will be this soul niggle. And every time that you listen to that and you tune into that, more is going to come. So when you want to train yourself to be more intuitive, literally you got to start and you'll start and you'll be like, I don't know whether this is intuitive. And then your ego will jump in the way and your ego currently is louder than your intuition. So you'll be more likely to listen to your ego. Your intuition is always there. We are born, especially as women healers, we're born so fucking intuitive, right? But we, it gets dialed down as we go through life. So it's like, it's high as fuck volume, volume a hundred out of a hundred when we're born. Okay. And then Basically, as soon as we're born, it starts to go down, 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 down. And much like we've trained it to go down, we can train it to go back up. Exact same thing with limiting beliefs, right? You've trained yourself into these limiting beliefs. You weren't born with limiting beliefs. You've trained yourself. Actually, if something happened when you were in the womb or if your mum had a lot of limiting beliefs, they are passed on to you. So to a degree, you can be born with some sort of limiting beliefs, but they're more so um, energetic blocks in your body than your brain saying limiting beliefs. Um... But over time, right, you develop and you train your brain to have these limiting beliefs. And the great part is you could train your brain to not have these limiting beliefs and to have these abundant, up-leveling, high-vibe beliefs. So it's all about training and it's really about this devotion that you have to yourself to go, I'm fucking worth it and I can actually do this and then continue to show up. So when that scarcity mindset comes in or when I'm doing something new and it kind of seems weird, right? Like I was literally leaving my apartment this morning and I got my Uber driver to come up and take my all my bags. And I had a lot of bags and he was like, where are you going? And I was like, oh, just to the height in the city. And he was like, aren't you like flying somewhere? I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to Melbourne tomorrow for a surgery, but I'm just staying the height tonight. And he was like, can I ask why? And I was like, oh, I just want an aircon. And he kind of looked at me like, what the fuck? And I was like, and this is a perfect example, right? Where... We're told that this that this is weird or this is wrong or this is bizarre, but what if we thought this was normal? 
I was saying this to my friend George, who I'm going to get on for my new segment of Cacao Convos. Um, I was saying this, actually, we were staying in like Tahoe and we were, we were getting out of the spa or whatever. We were talking about like wealth and money. And I was saying to her, you know, what if we were actually all meant to be living in like castles and really rich? And then I was saying this to Assy the other day, you know, what if we were really, we were all meant to be walking around with like, you know, beautiful handbags and like blow dries every day and all that jazz. What if we were actually meant to be doing that? And so how we're currently living isn't actually correct as opposed to what we believe right now where everybody should just be mainstream or poor and if you've got a lot of money, then that's wrong or that's weird or that's out of the ordinary. Much like healthy eating, right? And this is a more mainstream, probably easier example for the majority of you to understand. So we think that eating, we think healthy eating as in veggies, meats, fats is left of center or quote unquote healthy, but actually it's just eating. What's not eating is junk food. So when you're eating healthy food, you're actually just eating food. And then all the other shit isn't food. It's stuff that looks like food. So can you see how we've been programmed to think that eating what we should be eating is actually like, oh, you're eating healthy, like it's something different from the ordinary or not normal, when actually, in fact, it is normal. It's just over time, the two have swapped places. Over time, junk foods become the normal, healthy's become the abnormal, whereas what it used to be is healthy was the normal and junk food was the abnormal. So much like with rich and poor or money or or whatever you want to call it, is that in any limiting beliefs, right? You know, if, even if you look through the times of like um, body image, it's like, you know, one fucking era, we've got like curves are the best things ever. The next era, it's like everybody be a fucking stick. And, and then it will change the next era because we keep changing what is quote unquote right and wrong. Bottom line is in the quantum field, when everything's energy, there is no right or wrong. Everything is neutral. There is no right or wrong. That's why when a client says, oh my God, I'm going through such a bad week. I feel terrible. I've done nothing. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And they're like, no, I've actually had such a bad week. Like it's been really, really bad and down. And I'm like, it's not bad. It's just a time of your life, right? We label it as bad. We label this time of our life as it's a bad time or I've had a bad day. No, what you've had is a day where you've been feeling some some emotions that have made you cry, but they're not bad. Does that make sense? I'm just going to marinate in that for a second. So we have been led to believe throughout, you know, our time, throughout conditioning of these certain ways of living and that anything outside of that certain way of living is abnormal. But what if it's actually normal? That's what I'm trying to get at. So it's really confusing to explain, but it makes sense to me. I really hope it makes sense to you. And, you know, we've also over time been told, like, you got to search for the answer. We're always looking for answers. The answer is within you. And so when you continue to flex this intuitive muscle, it will continue to show up for you. That's, wow, I've gone on really random tangents today. That's what I was talking about like five minutes ago. So the more you can tune into your intuition and ask your womb what she wants and ask your body what they want, then, and then you listen to it and then actually do what it's telling you, the more it's going to show up for you, which is really, really important. Um, and, and when you're having these like quote unquote bad days or whatever, the reason why they're also bad is because you're judging them. There is no judgment in the quantum field. You can't judge, don't ever judge yourself for not being where your ego wants you to be. 
So your ego thinks that you should be making a million dollars a year by now or that you should be married or that you should be in a relationship or that you should be pregnant and having a baby and starting a family. Your ego thinks that, but your energy, the quantum field, source, the universe doesn't think that because everything's divine timing. And it's not about the perfect time. It's about divine timing. So that time when I was frustrated in the city, that was divine timing. The time when, you know, um, I ended a relationship with somebody, that was divine timing. Whether that was a friendship or whether that was a boyfriend, that was the divine timing. And the thing is, we as humans cannot see the future. So we as humans don't know, our ego, which is the human part of us, our ego doesn't know that it's divine timing, okay? We are basing the fact that we're not already there or we're not good enough purely based on our past beliefs and past experiences, right? But but the quantum field, in the quantum field and your source and the universe, it is about divine timing because it does know your future and it knows that you need to have stubbed your toe right then and there to be two seconds late to then bump into the person that has saved your life or that is your husband or that is your new best friend or whatever. Or they, the the source knows that it needs you to have had a ski accident in order to finally slow the fuck down and actually be able to figure out your true calling where you're helping women to tap into their feminine and also be able to harness your fiery part of your feminine and then this will up love your business so you're making five figures a month. But at the time, my ego doesn't know that. At the time, I'm like, what the fuck? Second day of skiing, I've skied four hours and this has happened what the fuck? Whole family, same thing. Everyone is like, what the fuck? The universe is like, guys, don't worry about it. We've got something of control. And that's where it's like throughout this work, throughout this transformation, your ego will go and go and go all the time. Of, You're not doing it right. You're not there yet. You are, haven't found the answer. But there is no fucking quote unquote answer. Okay. There's no answer because answer kind of implies external there is no answer. There's all there is is coming back. All there is is shedding the layers that you have built up over the years. So you come back to your true self. So when I see women and they're quite masculine and I'm and I'm working with them and they're like, no, I'm just masculine. It's my personality. I'm like, no, because I can see your soul and I can see your soul is this little girl that just wants to play and wear pretty dresses and just dance around but you're not letting her. It's like, it's like, you know, when you get really drunk and then you're just dancing and dancing and dancing, having a wild fun time. You're like, that was the most fun ever. It's because you actually shut your conscious mind down for a second and you did what your soul wanted you to do. And that's the bottom line of it. It's like, you need to understand that it's like an onion. We've got this middle core center and we're born with all of our core. And then over time, we add all these layers and we need to peel back the layers to find our core again so we can flourish into our true selves. So all of the version of me that I am now, I feel such like a little girl sometimes. That version of me, which a lot of you probably would have seen on my Instagram stories, and if you haven't, you can go to my highlight section and I think it's the travel section where I am just beaming in the snow. Like I honestly am like a little girl. It's because I'm so in alignment and I'm so connected to my soul's purpose that I feel 
like I'm constantly on a cloud and floating and everything is so fucking easy. Hence the episode life is easy. Everything is in flow all the time because even when shit, quote unquote, shit hits the fan, it's still perfect. It's still in flow. So uh, even when I have to get my leg chopped open for the third time, it's fine. It's in flow still. And it, it does scare me. And I'm not going to lie saying that I'm not scared for it. Like I, I don't want it, but I know that I obviously need it for something or it wouldn't be happening. It would not be happening if it doesn't need to happen. And so my, my two choices in these situations and in any of your situations is you either surrender and trust that process or you live in ego and you fight it. But at the end of the day, the universe is always, always going to push your ego down. It's always going to be stronger. So your ego can push and push and push and push until you absolutely crash and burn and crumble. And that's why people will often have that, you know, um, they'll hit rock bottom because it will take people getting to rock bottom to finally surrender. But babe, you don't need to get to rock bottom to surrender. You can choose to surrender right now. You can choose to be in flow right now. You can choose to do the things that your soul says you want to do right fucking now and actually act on them because when you act on them, you're actually living it out and you're embodying it. And you cannot have your dream life just by thinking, oh yeah, I could stay in a hotel if I wanted to. No, you actually have to fucking do it. You've actually got to step into that fear, step into that place where your ego is so loud going, what are you doing? And then do it anyway, because that is where the magic happens. So you have to stop thinking and you have to be. That's why I'm like embodiment, embodiment, embodiment in your body. You have to stop thinking and you have to be. Because that is where the true growth and the true transformation lies, where you can be in your body and out of your head and truly know your value and be living in an alignment and be living with integrity. So I feel like I'm going to leave it there because we're on 40 minutes and I've got to put the intro and extra, extra, that's good, outro in. I'm going to do an Instagram, a Facebook live in the mastermind group. So I don't want to be um, all talked out. <sighs> okay. I didn't even get to the things that I wrote down on my piece of paper. Whoa. All right. I guess I'll be making another, um, another podcast episode. That was a complete download ramble, but I hope you guys all got so many juicy, crispy chicken nuggets, gluten-free, grain-free, dairy-free, vegetable oil-free, sugar-free, crispy chicken nuggets. I feel like I should actually, oh my God, another download. You know what I need to do? I need to make chicken nuggets that are like hormone-friendly, so aka no crap, and they're going to be like my signature dish. And you guys can listen to my podcast whilst eating Monica's crispy chicken nuggets because, oh my God, yes, yes, yes. It's going to happen. We're going to do it. When I'm in Melbourne, I'm going to fucking make them. I'm so excited for it. Okay. I'm going to jump in the face in my Facebook group for my mastermind girls and do a bit of a, a juicy lie for them. Speaking of the mastermind, if you have not booked in a discovery call or read about it, make sure you click the, the link in the description to read about it, book a discovery call if you feel pulled. Fuck, it is so juicy. You would be seeing it on my Instagram story. Like I cry in the session. Like I full on am like tearing up. It is so transformational and beautiful. Um, and honestly, it's like 
oh, it's just so fucking good. And yeah, I just can't even explain it. Whatever. I can't explain it. So we're just going to leave it at that. If you haven't booked in, book one in um, for the next round, which is round three, starting in May. Same thing goes for my academy. That's of interest to you. And I have so many exciting new things coming up. So check all of them out and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye. Well, thank you again for tuning in and listening to my podcast. I hope that you got lots of nuggets out of today's show. Uh, please, 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 I would be really grateful if you could leave me a review so that more women can find the podcast and therefore I can help more women understand their period and fix their period problems. Because after all, it's a much nicer life to live when we actually love our cycle because we do have to um, keep up with it every single month. Also, if you have any friends or loved ones that you think can join my podcast, I'd be super grateful if you could send it to them as well just to share the love. And that's it for now. So I will catch you on the flip side. Have an amazing day or night wherever you are.